Welcome to Season 2 of Vitamins for Breakfast, your one-stop shop for all the vitamins you will ever need to help amplify your life. Last season, we featured amazing guests who boldly shared their life experience to you, the listener, in hopes to make you feel more connected through conversation. Fear not, this season we are coming at you again. More amazing people are here to share their life experiences, all the things that they have gone through, and everything that's made them a better person in efforts to help you feel less alone in the everyday chaos. I have made it my mission to provide content that allows people to feel like they're not alone because trust me, you're not. We're all going through the motions and we're all trying to figure it out. So stay tuned for this episode. We're going to get a lot of vitamins for breakfast. Today, I'm featuring a woman that has truly came into herself since I first met her, which was in high school. She is currently a PhD student studying business management and is a vocal advocate on women empowerment. From embracing the things that make us insecure to speaking up when faced with injustices, she stands firmly behind it all. Her big curly hair combined with her even bigger heart is why I had to bring this amazing soul to give you guys some vitamins for breakfast. I introduce to you the beautiful, the amazing Vicky. Can we get like a grand of oh. <laughs> Hi everyone. Hi Vicky, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm good, I'm so happy to have you. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. <laughs> Such a good attitude. Yes. Um, so Vicky, um, we were talking a little bit before this, me and Vicky were chatting it up, and I had came to the conclusion that like Vicky is like a walking movement. She is like the physical representation of what a movement looks like because she's not someone who just talks about things. She actually takes action on things. She's the type of friend that if she tells you, hey, I want to go do something, she'll actually do it. You know, she'll actually like, let's go hang out. I, I struggle in that area and I have to say, I own that and I'm working on it. But Vicky is really like that type of person that you want a part of your team because when she says that she's showing up, she shows up. Clearly she showed up today. <laughs> but like, tell me a little bit, like, so like, she is pretty much, like I said, this walking movement because she stands behind a lot of things and she's very vocal about it on her social media. What necessarily ignited this for you, for the sense to be so vocal and, and, cause I've known you since high school yeah. and Vicky, like I said, she came into herself. I feel like Vicky now is so open with who she is and I feel like you know knowing her before she was a little bit more shy and she just had like a little she kind of kept like to herself but I feel like now she just kind of I feel like stepped into her power and it's just like this is me and take it or leave it so what do you feel ignited that for you I think for me growing up I was always quiet and I was always shy yeah and then after a while once I finished high school I, I kind of realized like I need to do what's best for me yeah. I feel like part of the reason why I'm shy is because I'm, I'm kind of scared to step on any toes or offend anyone Ooh, I feel that but um, <laughs> but now I'm like I I kind of want to be who I want to be, right. and I think that takes so like so many different sectors yeah. with anything that's going on in my life. And I figure, well, I have social media. Why not just post a little thing here and there? Yeah. But 
I'm not seeing it as a movement. I'm seeing it as, oh, this is just me posting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm telling you for real, like if you were to decide that that's what you wanted to manifest your page into, I think you you could become an influencer like people say. But I feel like now we're getting into a, a, a thing where it's like... Um, these influencers who just post like pictures of them out on the beach or sexual photos mm-hmm. or all the cool stuff they buy, like people can't really connect to people like that. I feel like now we're kind of having influencers who kind of have a message now. Yeah. So I feel like you're that type of person that you have a message. Like Vicky on her Instagram advocates for a lot of things, whether it's body confidence, whether it's sexuality and owning whatever you identify with, whether it's um, family and and you know being tight knit and and representing that and showing that whether it's her curly hair because she is a part of the curly hair community and she's had a lot of ups and downs and I've seen them she just represents a lot of things and she's always also trying to give information she reads a lot of books and she's always posting like an like a piece that she read and she's like read this again like you know this is gonna resonate because it resonates with her so she's sharing it so. Tell me a little bit about like those those things that you stand behind. Like so, let's start with like with the body confidence. Like I said, I've known you through high school. You've always been a girl who is curvier than you know, just like myself. You know, we were both in high school and we were both curvy. <laughs> um, but you know, I guess to be to be blunt, we were overweight. You know, yeah. and you and and I feel like you kind of were like showing that shy side side about yourself. And now you're on social media showing yourself in a bathing suit and a two-piece and you don't care and it's like what what got you to that point now where it's just like this confidence with your body your sexuality like you're just out here with it all (laughs) just trying yeah um with the body positivity so i started around i think i was like 15 yeah and i was taking all those selfies and posting on facebook yeah but um i think after a while i would just look at other women doing the same thing Mm -hmm. just showing themselves and accepting for who they are in reality yes you know we are considered overweight Mm -hmm. according to health yes the bmi scale which is like not as your inches by the way let's put that out there but um yeah. But that doesn't mean we should hate ourselves. Yeah. That doesn't mean that, oh, I'm this size, so I can't, you know, express myself yeah. in whatever way. Yeah. It's hot out. If, <laughs> if, if, if I want to wear a bathing suit, I'm going to wear one no matter what happens. And yeah. there have been times I've gotten comments, like negative ones, about really? my bathing suit, yes. In your face or online? Online. Now, what? Yes. But... I don't let that stop because that's one person that I don't know. Okay. I have to keep going yeah. and still love myself for who I am because I'm still me. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna change who I am just I, to please people. And I think the part that like fucks with me sometimes is like in this vessel is your soul. Like you're so much more than this physical vessel. You're, mm-hmm. you're. This is just something that's carrying you. You exactly. know, for you to feel like you shouldn't be feeling how you feel on the inside where it's like I'm hot and I just feel like being comfortable exactly. but it's like no this vessel has to hide itself like for me personally like just to hear you say that it's like I remember there'd be times where it was hot and I didn't want to show my arms so I'm wearing a quarter sleeve yeah. and I'm sweating but it's like oh I can't show my arms and that for me took a lot of I, the same as you it's just practice it really just it became like something that it was literally a muscle I had to strengthen is just trying and trying and trying to just feel comfortable with where I was at. Yeah, because 
after a while, yeah. that's gonna emotionally drain you of for the course. rest of your life. Yes. And then what's gonna happen is you're gonna get older, mm -hmm. and then God forbid you put that that same mentality on your future children mm -hmm. and on others around you. So now you're just having a negative aura mm -hmm. constantly around you. And then you're just perpetuating the same negativity to it for people then your future kids to teach it on to their next kids. It's just like we're not fixing the problem. Exactly. We're just continuing it. Exactly. And I feel like now it's time to break the cycle. Yeah. You know, we're in 2019. I yeah, think we're pretty advanced. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> time to love ourselves a little more. Yeah. And we have a, a um, I don't know what that artist's name is that she I think I think I saw you post her possibly because you're an advocate online. <laughs> um I saw you post her and she has a song and she's like, I'm a hundred percent that bitch. Lizzo. Lizzo. Lizzo, yes. She's like, Hello, how do you know who that Lizzo. is? <laughs> yes. Lizzo, yeah, she is like a physical representation of everything you're saying. It's just like it's time and she's yeah. out there and I'm just like Yo, this is big. Yes. It's just rewriting something in our minds. I feel like if we sh if we feed this more to the youth, mm -hmm. it'll become more normal than it is now where it seems to be something so, like an outlier. It's just so out there and it's so different. Yeah, I feel like now it is it is more acceptable, but yeah. at the same time, we still have mm -hmm. those people and we still have those thoughts yeah. in the back of our yes, heads. Yes, agreed, definitely. So you also um, are a very advocate about the LGBT community. You know, you're always, you have friends that are in, in that community. You are a part of that community. As of recently, I saw you posted that you are bisexual. Yes. Didn't know that. Yes. Tell me a little bit about that. So I had a feeling I was uh -huh. when I was in high school. I um, in 10th grade. Stella. Yes, I actually had a crush on a girl in my class. Really? Yes, but I never did anything because I did grow up in like a religious family. Yeah. And that's not really like called for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would always repress those emotions and feelings yeah. and then I turned 21 yeah and then that's when I like came out to like my friends and my brother that I was bisexual and yeah I've just been living my life and I just the pride in June this past June was the yeah. first one I ever went to yeah and I had so much fun Aww. it's such like a loving environment, environment. It doesn't matter. yeah I, I remember I went and it's just like you don't you don't have to be a part of this community to feel that love. You literally are just you're there and everyone doesn't even give a fuck. Everyone's exactly. just trying to have a good time and spread that good energy and that's really all it is. And I was just like this is really dope. And I feel like a lot of times with with this community there's still so much work that needs to be done similar to, you know, the the body confidence. Absolutely. There's the, I I realize that a lot of the the things that are different nowadays are still fighting for their spot in society. Of like course, people yeah. uh, like when it comes to race, people are still trying to have their voice heard. When it comes to sexuality, when it comes to the the physical or the expectations of women even, mm -hmm. it's, we're still trying to to, to really put our foot down and have people, you know, respect us how you would respect the person that is considered normal in society. Yeah. So that's another thing. Um, you you constantly advocate or an advocate for like women empowerment in general. I see you read a lot of books 
tell me like one book because I know you read a lot. Tell me like one book that has really like you feel like has been life changing for you. Oh, um, if you in, can pick one. Oh yeah, no, I already know. I know. Which one? In 2016, I read a book. It's called Things No One Will Tell Fat Girls. Stop it. Yes. And by who? Do you know who it's by? Jess Baker. Okay. Um, and she pretty much talks about women empowerment and body positivity in the plus size community. Really? I want to read this shit. Oh, it's, it's great. <laughs> I, I actually incorporated it into a research paper I did for school and my professor loved it. Really? But it just talks about body positivity in different forms right. like to what we wear and yeah. eating and she even brings the LGBT community involved. Really? She talks about how the plus size community when it comes to modeling how companies still kind of look for a certain body size. Okay, girl, can we just, yo, can we just touch base on that? Because that, that should really be blowing mine. Because yeah. sometimes I'm just like, I I would love to be a model for, you know, the curvy community. But then it's just like, when you see the girls they do have, mm-hmm. they have a certain shape and exactly. a certain tightness that mm-hmm. is like, she's big, like, you know, wide, but she's firm. Like this is, yes. you know, she has an hourglass shape. Yeah, it's either like the hourglass yeah. or the pear shape. Right. I notice a lot of companies pick, but yeah. there's other plus sizes mm-hmm. and shapes. Yeah. I think now in society we need to learn how to incorporate those yeah. as well yeah. because they want to have like an inclusive environment, but you're not really being as inclusive. inclusive. Yes, you guys are. You're still giving us what would be like appealing to the eye still. Exactly. Because we don't want to, God forbid, you know, show people something else that majority of society has which is what i'm realizing a lot of women have this body that you guys are afraid to show exactly which is sad because it's like then you feel like you know you're not you're not being represented in anything so it's just like there's so many of us that look like this Mm -hmm. so why wouldn't you you know make clothes that fit us and that have us you know modeling i feel like i have seen here and there you know companies that do advocate for all shapes Sometimes I'll watch a Dove commercial and they have a bunch of women in different sizes talking about yeah, the soap I've they use. Too. And I'm just like, all right, you know, we're, we're making progress. But I definitely feel like we're at the time right now where we're the, we're the one creating, you know, doors and avenues for this. So that's so I say when you're on the internet posting yourself like this, believe it or not, you're contributing to, you know the people who are coming after us mm-hmm. to have you know an avenue because you continue to press that forward and all the things you stand for mm-hmm. so it's uh, i definitely feel like you should see what you're doing as an advocate because you are you're press you're putting more pressure to that whether you're at this scale and whether you're at the top of the scale or you're in the middle or at the bottom mm-hmm. you're still contributing you're giving your chips you're adding to it so you need to change your mindset on that <laughs> i want you to realize that you are an advocate <laughs> But um, let's talk a little bit about your um, your hair because it's been through a long journey. I love it though. <laughs> you have such beautiful curly hair. Thank you. I really would love for my hair to get to your length. I'm I, I'm praying. I love <laughs> your curls though. Thank you. I love the pattern. The pattern's really cute. I like, yes. and it's growing. It's definitely been growing. But mm-hmm. I want I want to have that mane like you have. Like your hair just wraps you up and it's just so beautiful um vicky has gone through a process with her hair tell tell us a little bit about your your process oh so (laughs) it started i had natural natural hair until i was like 19 right then i went through a bad breakup 
And <laughs> I was like, I need to change how I look. Just yeah. like a little confidence boost. Yeah. So I dyed it red, bleached my hair completely, dyed Ooh. it red. So I was known as Poison Ivy for a little bit. You liked it. I did. <laughs> I did. And then one day I was like, I want to be a Victoria's Secret bombshell and be blonde. This is literally what I told my friends. So they had to re-bleach my hair and make it blonde. And it destroyed it. Because then I wanted to go back to the curls. And then my curls were... It, it was like a two-year process. Really? In order for it to go back to like how it is now. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. So the two-year process for your curls, was the color also coming out at the same time? What I did was, after I had the blonde, I dyed it back to like a dark brown okay. black. Okay. Just so I can have the color. And then I stopped dyeing. And yeah. I would just let it grow out. And then I was cutting it, like the bottom of it. Yeah. And then now, but that was like a whole two year process of just doing that. And now I'm satisfied. <laughs> it's crazy because nobody really sees the process a lot of times. Like yeah. I, sometimes I'm on Instagram and I'm just like, damn, this girl's hair is amazing. And then sometimes I'll scroll far enough and see like back when it was her big chop stages and be like, damn, like it took her two to three years to get to that point. Yeah. And it helps you feel a little bit more comfortable in the process. If you're someone who's either contemplating doing the big chop or you've recently done the big chop, I know it can be extremely discouraging. But I feel like once you do it and then you realize my hair grows back and it's just hair, you know, you don't feel the same way when you first, first do it. Because Vicky sat here and grabbed a pair of scissors and cut her own yeah. hair. Like, I think now I'm just comfortable with yeah, it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's hair. It's going to grow. Like, yeah. I know my hair is going to grow. I did a chop. It's a little uneven. But you know <laughs> what? I'm going to work with it. And, and it's grown. And now it's going to grow back. And I'm totally fine with it. Oh, my gosh. I love your hair. You have such beautiful hair. What is your, your nationality, by the way? I am Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican. It's Italian and Spaniard. Oh, but I'm like I think I'm like a 50 Puerto Rican, 25 Italian. That's like you. I feel you. That, that's like me. I'm always like Dominican and Cuban, but the Cuban is like a 25 percent. Yeah. I'm not gonna leave it out. No, why would well, we gotta we gotta be inclusive? Exactly. <laughs> I'm pretty sure though, if I did 23 and me, I'm gonna have mad shit that I'm not gonna be saying. Like right. I'm Nigerian. Let me just get my report out. <laughs> for my purse. You know, I would do that if I was in the club and the guy was trying to get at me or something. I'm gonna say, you know, give me one second and pull out a scroll because I hate when guys do that shit. Where are you from? You look exotic. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the educational side now. Um, like I mentioned before, she's getting a PhD in business management with a specialization in leadership. And um, tell me a little bit about that major and what what made you want to want to study that. So when I first when the college I first started. Yeah. I actually wanted to do forensic science and I got inspired by our forensic class yeah, I was just say, in I, Cleveland. I had a memory, like literally I was like, I did a That's All Raven. I remember when we were in that class and you were actually interested. I'm like, girl, give me, the, give me the homework so I can copy. <laughs> <laughs> so I did, um, I majored in criminal, in, uh, criminal justice yeah. for four years. Yeah. And then the last semester of my final year, I realized I don't like science. <laughs> But I was going to keep my degree. I'm like, I work for this. I'm going to keep it. Yeah. So then I spoke with one of my friends and he sat me down. He's like, no, what do you want to do like, with like your life? And he's like, well, there's this master's program that, you know, our school offers. And it was called Masters of Science in Organizational Leadership. And it works on bettering yourself and knowing how to communicate with others and work environment. So I said, okay, I'll do it. Yeah. Applied for in the same school I did my bachelor's at. 
got in. It was a year-long process, yeah. the schooling, so I did that. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, what's the next step? And yeah. I've always loved school. So yeah. I was like, let me look at PhD programs. Uh-huh. And then I wanted to find one in my field. So yeah. I looked online. I found an online school because I had to work. Yeah. Um, so I applied. An enrollment counselor called me immediately yeah. to help me. And the next thing I know, I'm here working on it. That's crazy. So, I like like we were talking about, you have this advocate type of mentality, or this is how it comes off to me. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're always standing behind all these things. And I feel like that can kind of play into, you know, why you chose this career anyway. Because like you said, it teaches people how to communicate. Mm-hmm. I, I, I believe that means you, you can tell that there's clearly a problem in communication, period, with people. Yeah. And to have communication issues in a business setting is an issue because like I said to you before before we started recording we live in a capitalist society and on top of that we have to make sure that things are being communicated efficiently for things to run smoothly and I feel like sometimes people might feel down or low because they don't know how to necessarily defend themselves in work environments especially minorities because we come from you know immigrant parents or parents who work just a job, you know, like a regular job didn't, I'm not sure about your situation, but a lot of, a lot of us Latinos or minorities in general grow up in those type of environments where our parents, you know, they were the first people going to college. This is true. So, um, when we go into a business setting, you know, we don't really, we're not really taught from our parents how to really communicate and defend ourselves in these environments. So I definitely feel like in you choosing this, I feel like it is really a way for you to give back to the community and, you know, helping them just freaking communicate because I can tell I, I'm not sure I feel like you were a good, a good communicator before you took this major on but I feel like your skills on communicating are definitely so much better and be, I, I, I can tell the majors even helped you because you communicate like efficiently like with no issues there's never a gap in between anything you just you, I feel like you're just constantly yeah, ready I think I realized that like when we go when we transition from high school to college, yeah. we don't exactly learn yeah. how to we don't learn those communication skills yeah. on when is it appropriate to say this mm-hmm. and that and how to respond mm-hmm. and kind of understand people's perspectives. And I think that we as a society we need to improve on that. Mm-hmm. Understanding people's perspectives because yeah. that's how you communicate more. Right. And I feel like now unfortunately we live in a society that everyone's kind of out for themselves and they'll very people, defensive yes yeah. and it's like why there's no need for that yeah when, when you just learn to communicate with somebody else and you're understanding like the person they are and you get to know them mm-hmm. you don't have to be defensive with them yeah and i feel like that's so important in work environments because when you want to get stuff done you have to know how to talk to people in order to get it done mm-hmm. So yeah, I just figured. Ooh, girl, listen. Let me tell you that was that was so good that I just want like just just if you can, man. Like off the top, can you give like the listeners just like a quick tip, communication tip for someone like in an office setting or just like a quick tip of maybe something you learn in school? Because I'm over here like help me, you know. I'm looking at you like help me, like like do you have like a tip that maybe like the listeners can can benefit from? Like I think something I definitely learned in school that I think it's it's something very simple yeah. but it's just the standard eye contact mm-hmm. 
with someone, just communicating with them. Now I know like in different cultures, they don't really respect that. But I think when you go into a job, they kind of tell you that. Mm -hmm. Like this is the environment we work in. These are the standards. But I think just going in, having that simple eye contact, it shows that you have respect for the other person that you're talking to. Mm -hmm. It shows that you're able, like, yes, I want to have a conversation with you. So I'm going to give you the proper respect in order to have that conversation. Got you. That is so good because I feel like that is definitely like a, a simple thing, but a lot of people have an issue with eye contact. And I feel like, but when it comes to any any part of the communication aspect, I feel like that's probably one of the easiest ones to just kind of get a get get a grip on and know how to do. Really, you can practice that with anyone. You can yeah. practice that with family members. Say, hey, let's do a stare off. Because <laughs> I because I've noticed like in my current job and past mm-hmm. jobs like yeah. the the eye contact is lost right. there and i and i'm like <laughs> where can we can we connect <laughs> can we can we have this connection or to you know improve you know our goals <laughs> <laughs> oh shit that is really real yeah and and to me sometimes it's weird because i notice even from upper management roles they lack that so that's why i'm like we can't have upper management people running these companies or managing them and they can't they can't communicate because that's a clear sign honestly of the lack of communication or maybe confidence or whatever the case is or willingness to understand and and or be vulnerable because honestly eye contact makes people feel vulnerable ultimately so i feel like if someone who's at that level can't be vulnerable that's a problem (laughs) yeah and you kind of need to be vulnerable yeah because you want to build trust with the people that you work with absolutely part of that is being vulnerable so that they know oh my managers are human yes you know they have feelings <laughs> that always like kills me about the work environment where i'm just like why is it like a problem for like the upper management to to you know show that human side of them it's almost like we're trained from in school it's like you're supposed to be a robot in a way and so you get people that have had managers who are down earth and you know, i've had managers who like stick everything like a rubric you know yeah so it's like it's always strange to me i feel like for an environment for a work environment to really work you whoever's you know guiding the team should have that connectability because at the end of the day then the team is going to be able like feel like they can rely on you talk to you you know what i'm saying exactly that's crazy so like what just just like in what you studied in school like what do you feel like is one of the biggest issues with um business management and leadership i think the biggest issue is a lot of higher management doesn't understand the difference between managers and leaders Mm -hmm. so in my first when i first started my master's my professor told me managers do things right but leaders do the right thing Ooh, say that again (laughs) (laughs) so he said managers do things right yes but leaders do the right Ooh. And that stuck with me. Yeah, until it stuck now. with me. It's gonna <laughs> stick with them. That's crazy. That's really deep. I think, and that's what we're missing. You know, yes. we're missing that 
oh, I need to make a decision that's gonna benefit my team. Whereas people are so used to sticking to the book and what's according to the book, but that book can be how many years old and society changes constant. Yeah. We need to adapt to that change because it's not gonna it's not gonna stop for us. Yeah. So we need to learn how to adapt to that. And I think that's what leaders have that's what their job is. Yeah. To constantly adapt. Yeah. It's a continuous process. You don't stop being a leader. Yeah. Wow, that the first thing that came to my mind when you said that was Nipsey, the marathon continues. <laughs> I was like, y'all gotta keep going, man. It doesn't stop. You know, I hope I hope throughout the interview you've been able to tell that like she's such Vicky's such a serious person and can get down to like talking about real shit, but she also knows how to have a good time. That's another thing you'd see on her platform because she's an advocate for also a good time. <laughs> I love to have fun. She loves to have fun with shit and she's always out, she's always like um, in the mix and and doing stuff, I will let you guys know she's also an advocate for hookah. Um, she is a big hookah girl. Serious. <laughs> it's a little too serious. Tell me your three your three favorite flavors for hookah. Oh. <laughs> we got blue mist. Ooh. We have mint. Ooh. Um. Oh my god. I like watermelon too. Really? Yes. But blue mist is like it's, it's a requirement. It's, you, it has to happen in the like rotation. If, if it does not, if the lounge does not have blue mist, I'm leaving. We, I can't go. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Y'all heard it here, Vicky's. If you want, if you want to win Vicky's heart, take her to a lounge. They got the blue mist. Got the blue mist, and y'all might get a second date. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's so crazy, man. Like she's definitely someone who, like, she just can. She can do it all. She can have a good time. She can be serious and have a deep conversation with you and turn around and also still be stand firm against something and say, hey, like, this is wrong. This should be changed and and stuff like that. Um, Just tell me a little bit about, like, your your friendships, like, like what what have you learned, you know, coming into yourself? Because I realize a lot of times as we grow um friends kind of fall off or friends don't stay or friends are like hey why are you acting like this now like tell me a little bit about like how the friendship aspect has been for you um now that you've kind of came into yourself because like i said i knew you in high school you were a complete different person than, than now it's just like who is this person <laughs> and i see that you're still friends with a lot of people from that you were friends with in high school mm-hmm. so tell me like a little bit about like how you've kept that strong even though you've changed so much i think well my best friend and i we've been best friends for 10 years yeah um i think with my best friend and i we've both kind of grew together in a way and we're both learning about each other Mm -hmm. we're both learning like who we are and i think with my best friend and i we're so compassionate with each other yeah we both know what each other wants and we both so i think just being supportive is like so important when it comes to friendships because then they know that they can rely on you or like they they know you're there if anything and they want to see you shine i've definitely had friendships fall out because they're they don't want to see you shine or they'll get mad at something silly mm-hmm. and they don't want to be your friend. Mm-hmm. But I think a big thing is just like communicating with one another. Yeah. But then again, my best friend and I, we're the types that we cannot talk for like three weeks to a month. But I know where I stand yes. with her. Yes. And I think with like my the newest friends I've had now, like yeah. that I got from like the last year, 
I think we all just have the same common interest and we all kind of like to do the same things. But like, we're also, we can also have those deep and serious conversations. I think it's just knowing time and place for everything and just knowing like, you got people that want to support you. Yeah. I think just being supportive is like key. The best thing. And do you sometimes have time? Um, because sometimes it's like, I realize for me personally, I feel like support is so important. But when you kind of, I don't want to, I, I sometimes feel like friendships have jaded me. I feel like I've had friends where it was like, that was someone I felt was like, that's my right guy. That's my friend. And they just kind of turn around and they're just pretty much like, fuck you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like I've been a little bit jaded by friendships. So, like, hearing you talk about, like, that support, I feel like when people do come into my life and are trying to be supportive, I'm constantly, like, a little, like, wary, like, girl, are you really, you really here because you're trying to support me? Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's like, how... How do you just sometimes, like, how do you just know for sure? Like, because you mentioned these new friends and it's just like they're supporting you. How do you, not necessarily know, how do you accept the support? Accept it? Oh, I think, I think from, like, back in the day I've had friends that didn't support me at all. I have, I've had those yeah. jaded friendships. Yeah. So now I kind of know what to look out for. Okay. Like, like their responses mm-hmm. and, you know, will they, you know, if I tell them what's going on, you know, yeah. will they answer me? Yeah. Or will they only, they only want to be there when you're at your highest? Yes. So I think for me, like, I kind of, I've learned, like, what to look out for, because mm-hmm. I definitely have those friendships that they, they don't really care about you. They yeah. just want something from you. I feel that. I feel that. And sometimes I'm always left like, damn, because I reflect on the friendships that I do have, and I'm just like, mm. you know, those same questions, like, are they there when I'm low, or all those things, and it's just like, you, you... Everyone wants friends. Everyone wants to have a team of people, like solid people that they know that, you know, whether it's up or down, they're there. So that's definitely something I feel like a lot of people deal with nowadays where it's like people don't have solid teams or even really that that many friends nowadays because it's really hard to keep friends a lot of people yeah. are just about themselves this is true and if they bought they they're already rolling with whoever built that from like 2000 when mm-hmm. we were watching freaking disney channel yes and, you know it's like nowadays i feel like today making friends is is very difficult so um but like you you spoke on like friends and the su- being supportive and all that how are you necessarily in relationships because, you know, support is if something... Because I've, I've had conversations with people where they're like, man, I really don't need nothing for my man. I get the support from my friends. I get this from my family. Like, how are you necessarily in relationships? I will, I definitely have a lot less tolerance uh, for, like, nonsense or anything of that nature. Because yeah. I definitely... A lot of girls don't got time. Because I... In my past relationships and people I've talked to, i dealt with a lot. Yeah. And I think in society, like, women, we're supposed to be tolerant, quote-unquote tolerant, of, like, the things that guys put us through. Yeah. But I think now I'm more aware of what I want in Mm -hmm. someone, and I I start noticing patterns Mm -hmm. from early on. Yeah. Like, the way they, like, how they, like, well, like, like, friends like yeah. the same thing like uh, how they respond to things yeah. and you know if they cancel the mm. day before mm. that blows my mind yeah but um i think with 
relationships, I'm a lot more strict right. because I am. I do have a busy schedule with work and school. Yeah. So if I'm making time for someone, it's because I really want to see them, and it's a respect thing. Yeah. I, you know, I'm gonna take this little time to hang out with you because I want to hang out with you. So right. I expect the same back. I'm really big on respect when it comes out of relationships because now I just, for me, there's no point in tolerating nonsense. Yeah. What is that gonna do for me? Exactly, especially when we're at a time now where it's like people don't like to waste time. And it's like you giving me this runaround and it's, it's just wasting my time. And that's what, that's honestly the thing that gets me upset with men or in relationships um, or dating. It's just like, just be upfront about it. Like if you're not in, really interested in this and you're just trying to get to know me to have a good time, like let me know that I give me the opportunity to decide if after I want to do that too or if I don't want to do that. Like, just be clear. And it's just like, men, or I keep saying men because that, you know, yeah. it's, it's yeah, yeah, we, we know. know. Usually they're the ones. The listeners know. <laughs> it's just like, um, they, they play this game where it's like they want to have their cake and eat it too. And it's just like, you can't, you can't do this. It's yeah. just, it's so strange to me that like, this is really what dating is now because even back in the day I don't feel it wasn't like this I really feel like there it was, definitely wasn't it was a it's level of respect so much it's gotten so much harder but it's also because of technology and social media yes where it's like now it's like oh we can get whoever we want I exactly. can just go to the next Instagram exactly. page and or I can someone. just swipe right all night long exactly and someone's gonna respond yeah that's a fact but it's at the same time, it's like, well, we're people and you shouldn't really manipulate people's emotions or lead them on to something that you know that's not going to happen. Because yeah. everybody has their own things that they have to get done and everybody wants something different. Right. If you don't want what that person wants, then just, why? Just stop wasting that time. Exactly. Yes. Like, oh, girl. Dude, that shit <laughs> resonated, man. That's because it's true, man. I really, I, I'm just like, damn, y'all get it together, man. Like, that's all I can say. You know, really decide what it is that you want in life. I'm not speaking to the the people who do this. If the street fits where. If you're out here just wasting people's time, man. Like, just really just take time to reflect on yourself. Realize what it is that you want in life. And then realize that nobody's just going to sit around and just willing to deal with it. And there are people, unfortunately, who are. Mm -hmm. But realize that, you know, it'd be better if if that person wasn't taken along on that ride because really the roller coaster ride is yours and you just want someone who's willing to ride their own roller coaster you know with you and tell you about their roller coaster and you guys come to a common ground and talk about it but i'm not you know like i'm really an advocate when the relationships it's like we are two separate people doing two separate things and at the end of the day you tell me about all your bullshit today i'll tell you about my bullshit today and we we chat it up and then on to the next thing it's yeah. just we're two separate people I know, I hate when people are like, I want to meet my other half to complete me. Like, no, you are your own person. Yes. Like, come on. And just just to throw it out there, if anyone's, you know, because I'm going to put all her Instagram stuff below so you guys can follow her. If there's any male listeners who want to know, she's actually into the chubby community for yes. men. Plus so. size, please. Plus size. So, so if you got some meat on your bones, definitely send a DM. Just. Go right ahead. Just go right ahead. Slide in there. Um, to just wrap it up with you, you know, I like to do that last question with the person. Kind of just wrap up everything that we talked about today and how you're an advocate and all that stuff. For like the 50, If I had a dollar for how many times I said advocate during this thing, I'd have $50. <laughs> 
Like, you're such an advocate and you're just so pro, you know, positive things for people, like, in physical, like, um, body confidence, um, you know, sexuality, you know, family, friendships, you know, pursuing careers that's to really give back and stuff like that. Um, so my question to you today is, if I gave you a million dollars and expense, like living expenses, everything was taken care of, you're not buying a new car, you're not doing anything like that, you're good on that. I gave you strictly a million dollars to create something that would be for the community. It's you giving back. What would you do with that a million dollars? I think the first thing that popped in my head was create a scholarship okay. for students. That um, wanna how go. much is the scholarship for? We can use all the million dollars oh, for the scholarship. Okay. We'll give it out. Like Ooh. if this person gets this amount, this person oh, gets this amount. Because let's face it, college is expensive. But everybody has goals. Yeah. And we have a life to live. Yeah. So why not give back in that way? Because I think money is part of the reason why people don't go back to school. Yeah. So I would say definitely a scholarship. Okay. That'll be the first thing. Okay. Um the second thing. I love the concept of TED Talk, Ooh. but I know there's a lot of adults are on it, which is fine. But let's do something for the younger community. That is such a good idea. Yeah, and I think because the younger community, you know, they have brains as well, and they're able to express their ideas. So why not give them a platform like TED Talk, be called V Talk? Girl, my <laughs> eyes are so wide because I see this vision. Like, oh hell no, y'all better not take this. We said it here first. And it's trademark. That facts. That's such a good idea. I think I would definitely want to do that for the younger community. Yeah. And then the third thing would be it would be like another LGBT center. I think those are just always good to have that provide yeah. services yeah. Um, for all communities, um, yeah. especially the transgender community. I do feel like they do get left out yes. in regards of like surgeries to change themselves. So I would definitely want to have another center yeah. that focuses specifically on that really? so we can provide that inclusive environment for them. Oh, shit, man. You might get sponsored and given a million dollars. <laughs> I take uh, Cash App. <laughs> Venmo. Quick pay. Anything of those. Oh, my God. Vicky, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for being here, guys. I hope you guys definitely felt her energy through the airwaves. And follow her like on her social media and, and keep up with her advocacy because she is an advocate. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you walked away from this podcast feeling more enlightened more connected and just more empowered it is my mission to create a platform where people can create connection through conversation i thank you so much for taking time to listen to today's podcast and i do ask you to share it with anyone that you feel can benefit from a little vitamins for breakfast